And uh, we're going to be, I mentioned it's in the bulletin as well, that we're going to start a, uh, a series, I don't know, probably four or five messages uh, on dealing with adversity. And tonight it's really just kind of an introduction uh, to all of this. And I think that's actually the title, an introduction to dealing with, to, with dealing adversity. And uh, we're going to spend probably most of the series in the book of Hebrews chapter 12, but we're going to uh, look at ver- or chapter 11 as well, probably for this tonight mostly, and even next week as well, uh, as we kind of prepare uh, to, to look at some things. I think it's important uh, to take things into context and uh, look at uh, you know different passages in the Bible. And so Hebrews chapter 12, again, it teaches us that uh, Christian faith and, and maturity um, certainly is taught and revealed to us by God through adversity. And I think we forget that sometimes. We, we often learn a lot uh, through adversity. Adversity could be considered really a test in life. Um, and I believe that to be true. And we're going to talk about the different kinds of you know, reasons that adversity comes and those types of things. But I want you to understand something. I may mention this throughout this series, and I've probably mentioned it before uh, in other messages. Uh, but, uh, but to pass the test... Of adversity, it's not just to simply make it through the adversity. Um, sometimes we make it through some hard times. Um, uh, a lot of people are able to make it through adversity. In other words, to pull through uh, some hard things. Uh, some make it maybe through a bad relationship, uh, but they end up bitter. Uh, sometimes we make it through some type of traumatic traumatic experience, yet. Once we're through that, we tend to live in fear and anxiety. Uh, sometimes we just go through some hard times and we make it through those hard times, yet it leaves us living in doubt and being skeptical about things. And so, so it's not just about making it through adversity. The real test is how we respond to adversity, or really the real test is how adversity leaves us. That's where the real test is. In, the, in other words, the results of all of that. In other words, once we've gone through that adversity and we make it through that adversity, are we better for it or are we worse for it? And of course, I believe that adversity is a part of the Christian life, and, but I do believe that adversity comes, uh, whether God allows it or sometimes He specifically makes it happen, uh, God doesn't want us to be worse for it, He wants us to be better for it. And so we always have to look at it from that point of view. Uh, and certainly I believe that to be true. Uh, you know, the songwriter uh, 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 Horatio Spafford, he, he wrote in Is Well With My Soul, he wrote, when, and of course if you know the background there, he lost his wife and children, uh, uh, that uh, their ship sank. And he says, when, a peace like a, when peace like a river attendeth my way, when sorrows like sea, bill, sea billows roll, whatever my lot thou hast taught me to say, it is well with my soul. And again, understanding the background to that song uh, really uh, speaks to our hearts. And we wonder, how is it that some respond to adversity the way that Mr. Spafford did and uh, way back in 1873? Uh, and certainly, even at that moment in time, as a matter of fact, my understanding is he went to the spot where the ship sank and uh, God gave him those words. But he had peace in his will and his mind, uh, his emotions. Uh, and Brother Brad hit on that a little bit a while ago. Uh, and certainly God used that uh, in, a, in a special way. And so through faith, we can learn uh, to respond correctly to adversity. So that's what I want you to try to keep in the back of your mind. We're not talking about just making it through adversity, but how it leaves you. 
Uh, and certainly when we look at it this way, what God would have us to do when we go through those times of adversity, the result is that we have even more faith in God, that we have even more maturity in the Lord. We have a closer, more intimate relationship with Jesus Christ. Uh, and so these, uh, at, certainly those things can be obtained as we go through uh, adversity. And as I said, we'll spend most of this series, except for these first two messages uh, in chapter 12 of Hebrews, certainly a great, great chapter, actually not the whole chapter. We'll look at about the first dozen verses or so uh, that deal with adversity. Uh, but uh, certainly a, a great uh, tool, a great chapter uh, to properly respond uh, to adversity. But I believe to fully understand adversity here in chapter 12, we need to spend some time in chapter 11, particularly the last couple of verses. We'll talk about the whole chapter, um, as I said tonight, and, and even probably next uh, Sunday night as well, as the Lord leads. Still haven't got it all together just yet. Uh, but to fully understand chapter 12, I do believe we do need to talk about chapter 11 and, and, and know the context of some things here. And so, But before we do that, we're going to go to Hebrews chapter 11. I ask you, if you will, to stand if you're physically able in reverence to the Word of God tonight. Just two verses of Scripture. We're just going to read the last two verses of Hebrews chapter 11. We'll talk about most of the chapter. Uh, but notice Hebrews chapter 11, verse 39 and verse 40. And it says, In these all, and we have a list of people here that we'll talk about, uh, some Old Testament saints. And he says, In these all, having obtained a good report through, notice, faith, received not the promise. We'll talk about that. Verse 40, God having provided some better thing for us, that would be us in this church age, if you will, that they without us should not be made perfect. We understand that word perfect being complete, uh, brought to full maturity, if you will. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for uh, the opportunity to be in the house of God and and uh, Lord, uh, we just thank you for the great weekend that we've had. We've had a wonderful time with fellowship, and actually the last couple of weeks have just been great. Uh, but Lord, now we are settling ourselves, and Father, we just pray that you'll begin to speak to our hearts uh, through the preaching of the Word of God. And Father, as we prayed earlier, I pray you'll be uplifted and glorified. Uh, Father, I pray too that you would speak to hearts. Is there anyone here tonight that doesn't know Christ as their Savior? May tonight be the night that they accept Christ and maybe, Lord, uh, not maybe, I suppose we're all going through something, uh, some type of degree of adversity, I suppose, at any given time. And so, Father, help us as God's people uh, to understand uh, how you use adversity to help us and to help us to be better for you. And we'll thank you for it. In Jesus Christ's name we do pray. Amen and amen. All right, you can go ahead and be seated. Uh, Hebrews chapter 11, uh, known by many different titles, the faith chapter, heroes of the faith, uh, a catalog of the uh, <clears throat> Hall of Fame, or catalog that is, of the heroes of the faith. And there are, um, you know, documented in the Bible, I believe these, uh, obviously, Old Testament saints, uh, really from the time of Adam uh, until the time of the kings, uh, men and women who responded correctly to adversity. And certainly we have this wonderful catalog of names recorded in God's Word, uh, as examples uh, of what it is to walk by faith. Uh, and it's a wonderful chapter in the Bible. It's one of those chapters you can read. It kind of uh, peps you up a little bit. Uh, yet, you know, we see these, but we also know in Scripture there are also those that failed in adversity. We'll talk a little bit about Esau tonight. Uh, but those found in chapter 11, they did things of faith that wasn't always the norm. 
In other words, these, these were some things that were wonderful, so wonderful that God uh, preserved them in his Bible. Uh, and we're not going to read it if you know, we don't have time, but as you read down through there, you'll read a lot of wonderful things, and, and I won't mention everybody that's in there, but certainly a lot of wonderful things, even all the way back to Abel. It was by faith he had a more excellent sacrifice than Cain. It was by faith that Enoch walked with God and pleased God and was translated. Noah, by faith, prepared an ark uh, and saved his family. We think about Abraham, who sojourned into the Lamb of Promise simply by faith. By faith, Sarah conceived in her old age. Uh, Isaac, by faith, blessed his sons uh, concerning things to come. By faith, uh, Jacob blessed the sons of Joseph. Moses, by faith, refused to be called Pharaoh's son. Uh, Joshua, by faith, uh, uh, the walls of Jericho fell down. And, and there are some other examples that, that I didn't read all of them there, but certainly some wonderful uh, scripture there concerning how these wonderful men and women of faith uh, followed God. And, and even in verses 32 through three through 34, we see the mention of many other men and women in Scripture that we know of, uh, and certainly a, a wonderful book to read. Uh, we even have some unknowns. Uh, I've always liked this part, that uh, uh, died martyrs' deaths, in other words, uh, because of their faith. As a matter of fact, I do want to read that. Uh, verse 35, women received their dead, raised to life again, and others were tortured, not accepting deliverance that they might obtain a better resurrection. In other words, greater rewards in heaven. Others had trial of cruel mockings and scourging, yea, moreover, of bonds and imprisonment. They were stoned, they were sawn asunder, were tempted, were slain with the sword. They wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins, uh, being destitute, afflicted, tormented, of whom the world was not worthy. Amen. They wandered in deserts and in mountains and in dens and caves of the earth. And sometimes we like to cry, woe is me. <laughs> Amen. That kind of puts it in perspective, doesn't it? Uh, and so we have this wonderful, it is a great catalog of faith, if you will, uh, that certainly can, can humble us when we think about some of these things. And, and God has honored uh, these, these wonderful men and women of God in His Word. They went through adversity, not always perfectly. We, the, the Word of God records that. Um, uh, and in, again, in verse 39, it says that they obtained a good report. They were great men and women of faith. And I think that speaks loudly tonight. And so if we're ever going to understand adversity, I do believe we need to consider uh, these heroes of faith in chapter 11 and not just what we read about them here as they're cataloged in Hebrews chapter 11, but to study these individuals out and go to the books of the Bible where they're found. Uh, and it will certainly help you in understanding adversity a lot better. But we're going to kind of, like I said, this is more of an introduction to the series and but so I wanted to talk about some things. There in verse 39, we see that phrase, receiving not the promise. And it says, these, these Old Testament saints, uh, all having obtained a good report through faith, receive not the promise. It, it sounds kind of confusing there. Uh, and just want to kind of break that down a little bit. What, what does that mean? Uh, uh, you know, certainly God is, is lifting them up, if you will, as far as overcome great adversity. Uh, they had, had gained a, obtained a good report, as is worded there, but it will say as of yet, not, as of not, as of yet, they have not received the promise. And I believe that, that one aspect of that promise, uh, I think there's several aspects to it, but probably the major aspect to it, uh, is that, uh, they're gonna be raised from the grave someday, amen? <laughs> Just like we are too. Uh, we talked a little bit about this, uh, uh, recently. 
but they uh, certainly have not. Their their bodies are still uh, in the grave, and uh, and uh, uh, certainly you know we could talk about the church age and those types of things. But for tonight, this really reminds us of the good news, and and it it takes us back to verse forty. There it came back on, I think. Um, God having provided some better things for us, verse 40, uh, that they without us should not be made perfect. Um, and this is always a, you know, a, a great study as well. And so God is now giving us an opportunity here in our life, just like we have this example, uh, he's giving us an opportunity uh, to achieve a good report. It's not that our names are going to be written in Scripture, certainly, uh, but uh, God is still calling people out of this world. Uh, in other words, uh, uh, calling him into the faith, if you will. And uh, I'm just really getting frustrated with this sound system, so pray for me. But God is still calling people out of this world. Uh, uh, certainly, uh, you know, that could mean through death as well. Uh, but he wants to see people saved, amen? And so he's still filling his church, if you will. And until his church is completed, uh, he'll just keep calling. And that's the day and age in which you and I live in today. Uh, and when he's done, uh, these Old Testament saints here in Hebrews chapter 11, they'll be called with us who are saved at different times, I believe. But in the end, we'll all receive the full promise. Amen? And that's certainly something that we're looking forward to. Uh, and we'll, we'll explore these verses uh, 39 and 40 a, a bit deeper uh, next week. Uh, but uh, we begin to kind of see the groundwork again for... Uh, chapter 12, that is how we might obtain a good report of our own. And, and then we go into chapter 12 talking about adversity. Just as these folks went through adversity, obtained a good report, uh, we get into verse 12, focuses in on adversity for the believer, and certainly for the same reasons. And so in chapter 12, we're going to learn how not to faint nor despise. L- look at uh, Hebrews 12, verse 5. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 5. It says, And ye have forgotten the exhortation which speaketh unto you as unto children. My son, despise not thou the chastening of the Lord, nor faint when thou art rebuked of him. That is, rebuked of the Lord. And so I mentioned Esau a while ago. The life of Esau, certainly a sad story. Uh, Esau, if you remember, was the twin brother, the older twin brother of Jacob. Uh, And when chastening adversity came into his life, uh, much like Cain, uh, he despised it, uh, and certainly his faith fainted as he uh, sold his birthright for for soup and uh, those types of things. He just really wasn't into uh, uh, what he needed to be for God. And so we too, we're going to fail if we do the same. So important to understand. Uh, and one other promise those Old Testament saints didn't have uh, as well was God's written word. Aren't you glad you got a Bible tonight? Amen. Amen? Aren't you glad that you have the Word of God that you can go to uh, and read not only these things but other things as well uh, and uh, have them uh, in, in, in front of you so that you can apply them to your life? And certainly, I, I, really, the whole Bible is God's handbook, if you will. In other words, I think a lot of people, even a lot of Christians, don't realize that the Bible is a handbook for you to live this life on this earth. And a lot of times we don't refer to it like we should. We pull information from TV shows and magazines and other people that don't even know the Lord when we have everything we need in between these two covers right here to show us how to be a good dad, a good husband, a good mom, a good mo- or a good wife, and those, so thing, those uh, things and so forth. 
And so, but but again, Hebrews chapter 12, I think, is certainly an important part of that handbook that teaches us how to deal with adversity. Because here's the thing, folks. I've shared this with you before. I am, I am deeply concerned about the uh, younger generation or two now. I, I'm telling you, folks, there, there is a difference in the way people maybe 40 years old down to 20 years old deal with adversity, and it's not good. It's not good. I see a lot of running, I see a lot of hiding, I see a lot of denying, I just see a lot of just ignoring, and that's not how we deal with adversity. Amen. Amen. And so we need to learn some things, and we don't want to faint nor despise um, uh, uh, adversity when it comes. It's an opportunity to grow in the Lord. And I think about Esau, you know, Esau, uh, you know, he was a man's man. I mean, he, he was a hunter, he was tough. Uh, but he failed miserably in life, uh, leaving him uh, in tears of despair. And there's no doubt in my mind that we too will fail if we do the same, if we don't understand some things. Um, uh, uh, and again, we have the written Word of God uh, that can help us through these types of things. And Hebrews chapter 12 certainly a, a wonderful book to help us to learn how to deal uh, with adversity, because if we don't heed to it, as I said, we certainly will feel as well, we'll lose our good report, and we should want to be not in a hall of shame, but a hall of fame, amen, uh, as we uh, look to God's Word. So what about chastening? What about chastening? What is chastening? Chastening here in the Bible is afflicting for correction, amen? Now, where I grew up, in hillbilly terms, that was called a whipping, <laughs> amen? Uh, but afflicting for correction, it's not a pleasant thing. The chastening's not meant to be pleasant. Amen. It's painful even. Uh, Hebrews chapter 12, verse 11. Look at verse 11. Now no chastening for the pre present seemeth to be joyous, but grievous. Nevertheless, afterward it yieldeth the peaceable fruit of righteousness unto them which are exercised thereby. And so it's not made to be comfortable. It's not uh, made to... to uh, to to uh, pet and rub, it's made to be to bring pain in our life, but but also that it helps us to, as it says there, afterward uh, uh, the fruit of righteousness unto them which are exercised thereby. So very very important uh, to understand. And so well, if we don't understand chastening properly when it comes, and by the way, it will come. You know, nobody. Hey, listen. No, nobody lives this life very long without facing some type of adversity. It's going to come, uh, and we can believe uh, if if we don't if we don't understand it and we fail uh, when times of adversity come. Or as I said, we might make it through it, but it leaves us uh, worse for the Lord instead of better. Hey, listen, we start doing that, all of a sudden we can be start believing that God's really not all powerful. Amen. You know. There's some people that think there's more things more powerful than God. And they, they go in, I mean, they just go into a, a tizzy, you know, you know, just run for the hills. And here we do, we got God on our side, amen? And so, so again, if we don't understand adversity and we're going through a hard time, we take our eyes off God, uh, our faith in Him can become weak, it become hindered, all of a sudden we're trying to take care of things ourselves. I think another thing, when we don't understand adversity and we take it the wrong way, we can even believe that God really doesn't love us. God really, If God really loved me, I wouldn't be going through this right now. 
And we've probably all had those thoughts before. Why is God doing this to me? What did I do wrong? And we can begin to doubt the love uh, of, of God and, and His care for us. And, uh, and again, by the way, that's the kind of thinking the enemy wants you to think. I mean, that's exactly what the devil wants it to happen. That God doesn't care for you or that God is not all-powerful. You know, I've, I've talked to people before. Maybe they were newly saved, uh, trying to live for the Lord, and something bad goes through their life. Uh, and they'll say something like, well, I tried all that and it didn't work. Well, that's because they failed in adversity. And certainly we see a lot of that today, and it's, it's heartbreaking to see it because they could have used it for a tool to grow uh, in the Lord. But if we do understand chastening correctly, as it says there in the last part of verse 11, uh, nevertheless, after it, afterward it, that is, uh, adversity yieldeth the peaceable fruit of righteousness unto them which are exercised thereby. Let's see, I think even verse 6, yeah, look at verse 6. It says, for whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth. Amen. That's pretty good too, isn't it? Hey, I've shared this with you before. You know, uh, Walmart has come up a lot here lately. We've uh, mentioned it a few times. And, and a lot of times you go into Walmart or wherever and, and you see some children that just aren't under control. And we might we not say it out loud, but we'd say to ourselves, well, now that's my child. You know, I'd do this or I'd do that. And, and you probably would if it was your child. But why don't we jerk somebody else's child up and give them a whipping? Well, we don't do that. First of all, you go to jail. Uh, but but we don't do it mainly because they're not ours. Amen? And we love all children, but that's not our child. But now if it's our child, if we love them, we want them to turn out right, then we'll chasten them. We'll, we'll, we'll you know, do what we need to do to correct them. Uh, and so it's the same thing with God. He loves those whom he chasteneth. And so understand, now I want you to understand, we talk about this good report, our names, as I said, not going to be written in Scripture. God's book is finished, it's complete. But if we endure, God will be just as pleased with us as He is with those Old Testament saints. What I'm saying is, is we too can obtain a good report. And uh, there needs to be some more preaching on rewards in heaven. We don't have enough of that. I believe God's people would uh, act a whole lot differently if they really understood uh, that uh, doctrine. But adversity comes because God allows it. He allows it because He loves us, and He wants what all daddies want. They want He wants for His children to turn out right, and that would be us. A wise preacher once said, "No one has ever grown into great into a great giant of faith who didn't endure adversity." And I believe that to be true. Most great men, and well, matter of fact, every great man and woman of God that, that sticks out to me, they went through something that I can't even imagine going through. But they came out of it better than when they went in. And to me, that's a, that's a testament uh, to how we too need to approach adversity. And so there's a lot of misconceptions, as I said. I mentioned a few about God's chastening. And when God chastens, it's, it's not always because He is angry. Uh, sometimes He is. Uh, God certainly gets angry, amen? I mean, I mean, not, some people say God never gets angry. That's not true. Uh, not what I read in my Bible anyway. Um, but His anger, unlike ours might be sometimes, it's not just to vent on us or to, to give us the what for. That's, that's not God's, you know, He's not that way. Uh, but His chastening is, is to correct us certainly, but it's to mold us and to shape us. And in doing so, listen, we advance in faith and we trust Him more and more. So we can rejoice in those things. Uh, and that's the part uh, of the rewards of enduring. Uh, we can graduate, if you will, as we think about Liana. We can graduate with honors 
uh, into his kingdom, much like some of these Old Testament saints that are mentioned here in Hebrews chapter 11. So in adversity, you will see God do great and mighty things. And I'm sure some of you that have been around a while can testify to that. You'll, you'll feel his presence in your life. Uh, and certainly that's a blessing. Uh, and, and if, uh, you know, when your time here on earth is ended and God has called you home, you can leave with a priceless testimony uh, for others to see and follow. And I don't think you could ask for anything better than that. Amen. I think that's the best thing we could ever leave. Uh, those uh, that are following us. Now the thing is, and I'm almost done, but whether you like it or not, as a believer, you will face adversity. Let me just say this, as a church family, we will face adversity. And if you've been in church any time at all, you have. And if we respond correctly, though, we will improve spiritually. Let me just throw this out there. I want to be careful about some things here, but I believe this to be true. Uh, if you are spiritually well, you'll be emotionally well. Amen, and amen, and amen. It's just something to think about. It's just something to think about. I say this from time to time. I've said it even today in, in different ways, and even what I taught the young people down here uh, during pastor's pals. Hey, listen, if you're struggling with people, it's because you're struggling with God. That's it. Always remember that. Always remember that. Hey, listen, if you're struggling with something, hey, listen, it's because you're struggling with God. Maybe not in every area of your life, but in that particular area of life, you have not yielded to the Lord. So listen, spiritual maturity, spiritual wellness, if you will, will also bring emotional wellness as well. So how about it tonight? And, you know, this is the challenge as we get ready to delve into this. And next week, we're going to, we're really going to get, kind of get into some things. I just kind of breezed over some things tonight. We're going to get into some specific things next week. But I just, just want to prepare your hearts for it. What kind of example are you leaving behind? And, and, and I understand, maybe you've been dealt a, a raw deal. I, I don't know. But, but, but what I am saying here is, is that, you know, at the end of the day, we all go through something. Amen. You know, nobody's life is easy. Uh, and, and, and let me just throw this out there, too. I'm always careful about these types of things. I don't know what you've been through. But chances are somebody's been through worse than you are and have. You know, I think we all could say that. Uh, maybe not. But I think we all could say that probably tonight. But what kind of example are you leaving behind? Here's the thing. You can't just opt out of being an example. You ever think about that? You can just say, well, you know, I don't want to be an example to anybody. That don't happen. You're always an example to somebody. You're either a bad one or a good one, that's it. You, you can't choose not to be an example. You're an example, whether you want to be or not. So if we know we have to be an example, would we not want to be a good example? Amen? Would I not want to be a good example for the Lord, even in adversity? So, again, you can be a good, bad example, you can be a good example. Again, a lot of this depending on how you respond, I keep wanting to say that, how you respond to adversity. And whatever it is that you might be facing tonight, and you might be facing several things, but understand that as hard as it is, and even as sad as it is, maybe even some heartbreak that you're going through, understand this, that it's an opportunity to grow in the Lord and to see God in a way you've never seen Him before. And in that, you can rejoice. It may not seem like it now, uh, but, but as it said there in uh, uh, verse 11, uh, nevertheless, afterward, afterward, 
And I believe that's so important to understand. So let God lead you through it, amen, and come through it, again, a better person for Christ, amen. God never will send us through something to make us worse. He sends us through something to make us better, but it's conditional on how we respond. Now, of course, all this is contingent upon being saved tonight. In other words, if you're not saved, then what I've preached here tonight is not going to do you any good. (laughs) You need to accept Jesus Christ as your Savior, amen? Because if not, you're trying to face things on your own, and certainly we can't do that. And so I always want uh, you to understand that, that these are things that, that the believer needs to do and to get a hold of. And so I want to ask our pianist to come and ask you, if you will, to stand, and, and uh, we're going to have a word of prayer. And if God is speaking to your heart tonight, again, maybe you're just going through a, a time of trouble and you don't know what to do, maybe just come and pray and ask God to, to speak to your heart, to use you. Ask him what uh, you would have, uh, what he would have you to learn and to understand about the adversity that you might be facing and going through. Maybe you got a big decision ahead.